Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin. I'm back with Brandon Alvarado for a Housewives Summit. We need to talk about Bravo and we need to do it right now because the New Jersey reunion is airing. Part two is coming on this week. Real Housewives of Atlanta is ready to go overseas and terrorize the rest of the world. And um, there is news about Vicky and Tamara that we must discuss. And also, we haven't even talked since Leanne has been fired. (laughs) She says she's quit, but we all know what happened. So, hey, Brandon, how are you? I'm great. I'm sitting right now on the floor in the bedroom with um, that gold, that like rainbow colored tinsel in my hair that Jennifer had on the reunion because she's an ally. (laughs) Is that what that was all about? I think that was, I think it was supposed to be like, oh, look, I'm an ally. My whole story and my storyline was, you know, my brother coming out. So Mm -hmm. here is, here is my rainbow tinsel. Like she was Adrian Maloof. I was going to say to you, Housewives history, I, all I could think of was like Adrian Maloof did this a thousand years ago and it wasn't good then. And it's not good now. It's not good now, but I got to say, but Jen, besides that little tinsel situation, she looked amazing. She looked really good. Everybody looked a little bit crazy at this reunion. Like Teresa with hair jewelry. Um, (laughs) I can't. What is happening with the hair jewelry? I, d- we saw Dorit with all like the, the dripping diamond barrettes everywhere. Everybody's doing the barrettes that say things. This jewelry in her hair, though, it's like it hangs was down like a bad chandelier. It looks like something I would have done in the 90s. It really does. Well, it looked like she had Adriana pick off things from her curtains in her home and just like little home decor and stick it up from the top, from a top of her head to like her feet. Like it really was like she was truly pulling off like the, she looks like her house. Like she looked like her house. She does. She Okay. It's like when your dog starts to look like you, you can start to look like your house. Yeah. Yes. That's what's going yeah, on. She looked just like her house. Like that whole thing. And Melissa was in her jumpsuit, which she seems to like to do a reunion jumpsuit now. I think that's her look. I think so, too. She can rock a jumpsuit. I mean, she looks good in that. Marge looked really amazing. looked like a whole new Marge. She was like, dude, how long this took me to get ready? I mean, Andy, come on. New Marge looked great. Jackie was in a prom dress from like, like the junior prom dress. I love Jackie. I don't know what that dress exactly was. I'm, yeah, it wasn't. I don't think it was very good as a reunion look either. It wasn't it. It wasn't it. We'll, t- we'll say that. No. Now, what did you think? Let's just start with the New Jersey reunion. And in fact, before okay. we start, though, you guys, I have to I have to say thank you to the new premium Patreon sponsors over on Pink Shade Patreon. You guys rock. And if you haven't gotten your swag yet, I'll be mailing it out this week. Michelle F, Chastity D, Megan H, and Courtney K. Thank you, ladies, so much. Uh, Okay, let's move back to the Housewives. Uh, Jennifer came out hot. She came out super hot. Like, she was ready to be the star of the show. And she basically accomplished that for the first part. Whether or not she was just doing it by being an asshole, she doesn't really care. You know, she does not care how she comes off. She just wants to make sure that eyes are on her. And she accomplishes that. Oh, yeah. This entire first episode of the reunion was like Jackie's just like it was like Jackie, excuse me. It was Jennifer's uh, plea for why she should be on the next season. And it worked. I mean, she really was the star of the episode. She was annoying as shit. And it was actually great to watch because funny enough, like. With Jen, I actually thought her point about Melissa and her fake storylines, I was like, well, thank God someone said it, because she's not wrong. She's She's not not, wrong. Melissa's had fake storylines. Yeah, Melissa's had fake storylines, I think, since season seven, which is when Teresa got out of prison. That was when the fake storylines really started happening for Melissa. So I'm glad Jennifer called it out. And But, of course, at the same time, I'm like, she's so annoying. And I've never seen, like, Marge lose it like that so easy or she's like shut it like she like Marge is going to beat the shit out of her in two seconds I know everyone is because Jennifer is that dirty middle school fighter 
She's like, I know oh. you are, but what am I? You're rubber, I'm glue, everything. Is. I mean, she is just the most immature person on the planet. However, I totally agree with you. Her points are true. Like, it's true that Melissa has had fake storylines forever. Like, she cannot, she does Forever. not have anything going on. And it's so dumb that she makes shit up and that we're supposed to believe it. I mean, when Jennifer was like, you're not going to have a baby. We all know you're not going to have a baby. And they, like, fought about it. And Marge is coming to her defense. I just thought, you know, Margaret, like, maybe stay out of this one. You know, like, fight with Jennifer when it's about you or about something else. But I, the storyline is fake. It's a fake storyline. And I think Melissa, I mean... I think a lot of people feel like Melissa would be very good as a friend of. I agree. Just I, I do agree. I like Melissa's presence on the show. I especially like that she's part of like the Jackie and and Margaret team. I do think that she would serve better as a friend of only because I don't have any interest in watching her storyline. Um, I think people thought that same fatigue with Tamara. Um, like we didn't want to see her personal storyline anymore. And I think some people feel that way about like Cynthia, like <laughs> when we have to watch chill, like as a storyline, I, I don't think anyone actually cares. I think like Melissa, I don't care to see her like talk about having a baby. She's not going to have, it's just not interesting. It's not compelling. And I think with Jersey, especially it's rooted in such a real tough story with Teresa that I think it's hard to come in with a very clearly fake storyline. Now, don't you think she gets away with it more so than other housewives for multiple years in a row because she has Joe, though? I mean, Joe yes. is part of her charm. He yes. brings 50%, you know, of their necessity of being on the show. Even more even more than that, maybe 75 and she's 25 of it because he is Teresa's brother. Also, he is just like amazing TV. And the guys on Jersey are more fun to watch half the time than the chicks. 100%. I think that Melissa is, uh, if Melissa wasn't related to Teresa in that way, because she's married to Joe, then we wouldn't, Melissa would be off the show. Right. And I'm actually curious to know, I know that like we don't have, it's hard to picture a world of Jersey without Teresa, just because it's so rooted, but I also have a hard time picturing it without Melissa's presence. I think I, it'd be very interesting to me to see what that show would look like without Teresa and Melissa going forward. It's going to have to eventually. Yeah, I agree, though. It is hard to picture that. And But again, my mind goes right to Joe. I'm like, we can't have a show without Joe. We can't. Especially now that the other Joe is in Italy, you know, <laughs> looking like a crazy person. Let's, I know. Let's actually I mean, backtrack for a little bit to the finale, yeah. because we haven't gotten to talk about that before <gasps> we get into the reunion. We didn't. Okay, Whoa. so... The Danielle confrontation happened where Melissa was like, you're out of the group. We've all decided nobody wants to fuck with you anymore. And Danielle oh, yeah. spills the fact that Teresa told her or egged her on to pull Margaret's ponytail after the store owner suggested it. Now, you had talked about this before it happened. And then, of course, all the film, the footage. I love that the producers held on to this until it was to the big reveal at the finale. Yes. They showed it where she was like, yeah, do it, do it. Go ahead. And. All of the fallout that happened after Melissa came back to the barbecue, which looks like the most low rent barbecue of a finale of any housewife season of any franchise. I was like, this is the finale party. Oh, my God. I know. It was so awful. It was really bad. So embarrassing. It was really bad. But Teresa, like, flips off the producer, runs out of the yard, goes to her room, locks herself in, eventually talks to Margaret about it. Margaret's like, I can't even believe what I'm hearing. What's happening? I mean, she's just so beside herself. But eventually, it seems like they come to an okay place together. What are your thoughts on all of this? This whole story? So I know that like I, I know that we knew for weeks now that it was that this was gonna happen and that it was a rumor. I thought that watching the footage was so thrilling and Bravo was smart and they actually released the footage early of, of Margaret confronting Teresa and yeah. Teresa having to admit it. 
And it was that great moment. I love when they break the fourth wall, but it was that great moment where Teresa's like, I hope they don't use this. She's like so like shaken up by this whole thing. And Melissa literally turns her back to her and goes, and flips her hair and goes, they're going to use it. And it cuts to all of the cameramen filming her, which is a very, by the way, a very stark reminder that like these women are never truly like, there are a lot of people filming this from all corners. And it's it's actually, it's so interesting for me to see the production because you think you think in these like small intimate settings, like, oh, you can, you, quote, you can forget the cameras are there, as they always say. There are five cameramen with cameras pointing right at them. And that's when Teresa flips them off and runs away. Uh, it was great. It was, it was honestly really great to watch it. It was, it's weird. I have to say it was really weird to watch the finale and then the Italy trip that basically was a special of its own. I didn't realize that we were going to get a half hour of uh, really the finale. And then it's basically another half hour, which is a completely separate episode. I don't know how I feel about it, especially because the, the finale episode was so anti. I, I thought it was, it was pretty anti Teresa. I mean, she was literally called out for like condoning I know. violence. I know. For, for like, not even condoning it, like making it happen, not making it happen. Danielle is going to do what Danielle is going to do. Danielle is the owner of her actions, but encouraging it. Yeah. And being really anti-Marge about it, you know, and like then wanting Margaret to be friends with her. I thought it was interesting too, how they tacked that Italy trip onto the end of it. And of course they decide how they're going to do this beforehand. I understand it's all based on like viewers and how they're going to air things and who they want to watch. And it felt very like, Beverly Hills sliding into Vanderpump Rules for that first thrilling season. Remember the first episode of Vanderpump Rules? Never forget. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. We're just, yeah, of course I'm going to watch. I'm already sitting here. But just the finale on its own, even that half hour, I agree. I live for the moments when they pull back the curtain. And I loved that Melissa was like, oh yeah, they're going to use it. And I thought, oh, we're seeing the real people now. I it was her revenge for Stripper Gate. It time. was. It totally was. She got her good. She, she was so good. happy about it. But then Teresa, like, quickly kind of figuring out, okay, I'm going to call Danielle. I'm going to officially break up with her while the cameras are still rolling. And then I'm going to try to make up with Marge on the porch. That was a different move than we've ever seen from her before. And I was like, was this because they told her, this is it? This is the last scene we're going to film for the season. So if you're going to do anything, do it now. Because normally she would have just gotten in an Uber and gone home. Teresa has never acted like this before so quickly, meaning that she hasn't come around to make decisions to continue the conversation with someone before. She's usually just like, no, whatever, I'm leaving. I know, I know. I, 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 it's to kind of watch her eat humble pie. We know that Teresa does not apologize ever. So to watch her actually like have to go up to Marge because she wasn't even going to do it. She was going to walk right out. As, I'm getting an Uber, by the way. She was trying to get an Uber from Point Pleasant, New Jersey. I know exactly where that is. That's where I spent my childhood to her home, which is like a good hour and a half away. I was like, okay, that's terrible. Good luck getting that Uber. <laughs> but <laughs> of course I was thinking about that. I was like, oh my God. But yeah, like the fact that she had to actually sit down and apologize to Marge. I mean, it was also tough to watch because Teresa can't put a sentence together. So like her apology was coming out piecemeal. Like it didn't make she was just not coherent. And she never could, is. Could, and it's so bad in these moments. She's like, I just, I mean, there was a lot happening and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know what it was? I just got to say, like, for for Teresa to not be able to put a sentence together and, like, actually fully explain why she did what she did, it's because, besides the fact that she's, God bless her, not very smart, the other reason why is because the reality is she didn't have much of an explanation. Teresa could be a Neanderthal. Like, she... She didn't have any reason why. She was upset that Margaret said one comment to her, but not really that upset. She was drunk, and she she, she kind of like, she, I think Teresa thinks herself as a very loyal person, 
but she i don't know it's with her there was not i don't i don't think there was a lot of thought behind it i don't think that she was like planning to like really destroy margaret's life i think she did it because it was in the moment and yeah she wasn't really thinking and that's not a defense of her that's actually i'm condemning her like i i, like, I don't think she had this like whole mastermind like manipulation plan here i think she truly was just i think she's an she just acts like an animal and she just supports I violence i agree it's like what if i'm gonna ask my dog to sit down and go through all of his deep thoughts about why he peed on the rug like there is not going to be any thought there's not going to be any conversation he can't speak either do you know what I mean? Like, and he doesn't have those, like, <laughs> he doesn't have those functioning parts of his brain to explain. Teresa reminds me very much of, like, a simple organism. Like, she <laughs> does not understand. You know? She, she does not understand. understand. And you can ask her to all day long, but she's like, blink, blink, blink. Yeah, well, I was just mad about, I mean, I don't even remember, like... It's just very difficult to have any and, kind of deep, reflective conversation with her. Margaret is really trying to get blood from a stone when she talks to Teresa, I yeah. think. Like, Margaret is much smarter, and she has to understand at a certain point. Like, she can have sympathy for Teresa and what she's going through, but this woman is not on her level, intellectually. No, and I, I also think that Teresa, let's be honest, has been celebrated for, like, being pretty violent for years. I mean, that's Teresa's brand. I mean, her brand was throwing a table at Danielle. Yeah, uh, her brand true. was Chase. Her brand was her. Her she was popular for that. That's a big. That's one of the biggest housewives moments of all time. Is her literally throwing a table at a woman. <laughs> the second true. biggest thing for her, it's throwing it, throwing it at her. The second biggest thing is is her chasing Danielle at that country club season two, like chasing her, ready to like be, basically beat the shit out of her. And like that's, I think Teresa. I don't think of Teresa as like an overly violent human being, but I also do think that Teresa probably she's head honcho in the show. She's the star. She thinks she can get away with a lot of shit. And I, I don't think she was thinking much in that moment when she was like, "Go pull Margaret's hair." I mean, Danielle, uh, Danielle. Excuse me. Teresa acts like a kid. Yeah, so you're I right. think that so her yeah. instincts, her instincts is absolutely like. Of course, she would believe that she can pull like someone can pull Margaret's ponytail and it'd be fine. Even Teresa was sort of like, I didn't think it'd be that bad kind of thing. It's like, yeah, she thinks that she thought that she can ask Danielle, basically tell Danielle just kind of yank it a little bit. Like it's like remember when like Nini yanked uh, Sheree's wig, um, Kim's wig, excuse me, the wig oh, no, shift. Sheree shifted the <gasps> it was wig. Sheree. Yes, it was yes, Sheree she did both. The wig. Mm-hmm. Yes, when Sheree was like, I just wanted to shift it a little bit. Oh my god, I can't believe yes. I got that wrong. People are like screaming at me. Oh my god, yeah, the wig shift. Like, by the way, as we know, this was not a wig. This was Margaret's hair on her head. Um, like, I think that Teresa just like thinks that this is like perfectly acceptable behavior, and so to finally be called out on it, and for everybody, including Dolores, to be like, "Whoa!" Like, I know Dolores, bad. who got like Teresa half the knew. drink thrown in her face as it was heading toward the producer. I'm like, "Oh, oh that my poor god, thing. poor I Dolores!" <laughs> All her bronzer is like sliding down her face. Oh lord. Okay, so then what did really you think good. when we cut to the Italy trip? Were you moved at all? Was your what were you, my cold dead heart was moved, and I'm sure yours was a little bit too because we've talked before about how these idiots, these idiot parents who we do not, we we do not accept anything they have done. We know that they don't understand at all the ramifications of their actions or their crimes, but the daughters, the daughters, Brandon, I mean, when they ran up to Joe in Italy, I was like single tier, single Lisa Renatier at the blue bunny reunion. I mean, it, break, it was very heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time. I still can't, I still can't not care about those kids. I know. I feel really bad for them. I, my, my heart was also moved by this. Um, 
I think I, I think the show did a good job of kind of turning it around because obviously by the end of the episode, I was like, wow, Teresa's garbage. And then, of course, we see her in Italy and I'm like, wow, she's actually a struggling parent who like uh, is doing this on her own. And it's I felt bad watching her really suck it up for her kids and also like genuinely try and figure out the state of her marriage. I think it's tough, too, because they also showed that clip where like it was Watch Happens Live. And I remember that. It was. The, yeah. I remember they premiered it like a week before Jersey premiered this year. And it was like, oh, I'm going to go to Italy and we'll see how it is with Joe. And a lot, I think Teresa knew, as we all did, that a lot was riding on what ended up being a weekend trip to Italy, 10 hours away from New Jersey on a plane, by the way, mm-hmm. a weekend trip to Italy. I, a lot was riding on it. And yeah, I mean, I, I gotta say, even when she was like saying in an interview, like when Joe was saying, "Oh, what I did was not that bad," and Teresa said in an interview, like the fact that he can't even admit what he did, and and or admit that what he did was wrong, or kind of take responsibility for it, I was like, I agree with her. Like, he may not think what he did was that bad, but what he did ruined their lives and ruined a lot of other people's lives too. And yes. she has never ever uttered anything like that before she has never said he does not understand what he's done because she has not even fessed up to what she's done she's still playing the victim so for her to say that i'm like okay this is like baby step one you know i mean we've seen a lot of setup this season of her like you know really being like joe isn't treating me right he's always cheated on me you know he calls me from jail and he's so she's setting up the fact that she's going to divorce him and yes. you know that he, he signed that she's the, like, she okay. signed the prenup and she doesn't yep. want to support him financially but then when they were in Italy together i was like these scenes feel very real to me and maybe i'm just a naive reality tv watcher but i don't think so after all these years it felt real i mean he did not know what to say to her she was physically recoiling from him when he would reach over and just like touch her hair i mean you could see it in her, the physical way they interacted, I'm like, this is so awkward and real. I think it was very real. I think if it was, I think they were gonna, if they were going to do a fake storyline about their marriage, it would have been that she went to Italy and that they were lovey dovey and happy yeah. and their family was reunited. I think that's what the fake storyline would have been. I think what we saw, unfortunately, was very real. Yeah. Well, then, okay. I think what? they genuinely were uncomfortable. I mean, how could you not be? They hadn't seen each other for years. And I think she's absolutely correct when she said that she's a different woman. She's not the same person that he married. I know. And, and she doing, never will be again. He's doing the things that he always did. He's like, oh, those jeans look really good on you. Oh, yeah, you're a hot chick. I mean, he's just Joe. He hasn't changed at all. Oh, no, he's exactly the same. He's the same animal that he was before. Oh, my God. He's going to marry, like, a little village girl. He's going to ruin her life. It's just going to all happen over again. But Teresa is definitely out. We know that. I thought it was compelling television, watching that trip and watching the daughters and him. I mean, that's heartwarming, of course. They miss him. He misses them. Even if your parent is a monster... You know, you do have loyalty to that parent. A lot of us do. It's so I relate to it. It's oh god, I don't know. I just hope everyone's okay. Can I ask something? Yeah. yeah. Can I ask something super dark? By the way, oh my yeah, god, of course, it's dark. Do it. Brace yourselves, everybody. How is he doing with the coronavirus in Italy? Oh my god, that's dark. But like, he's in a level four from the he CDC, is. level four country. Ah, how he is he doing? Is okay. This is going to prevent the girls from visiting him as well, even if he is okay. Will this be a storyline in the new season? They're starting to film Jersey, I think, this week. No. Really? I, that's Already? I, I heard ru- oh, no, I, I guess ru- they will. Yeah, spring, right before Easter. Yeah. The rumors I heard were that they were picking up filming starting this week with the same exact cast and that they want to add somebody else to it if they can. Oh, my God. And how excited are you that April 2nd is right around the corner? 
Real Housewives uh, of New York. Oh. I'm so ready. I'm, I'm so, so ready. ready for New York. I've been watching last season's New York, actually, because it's on Hulu now. And I got to tell you, I'm a Barbara Stan. And I'm sad that she's not there. I know a lot of people hated her. I know a lot of people didn't like Barbara. And by the way, people like did not like Barbara for no reason. She was always a nice person. I'm just going to put that out there. I know. The poor thing was so nice. And every time Ramona talks about how she's rough around the edges, I'm like, you are a horrible person. Like, because they were clearly talking about her sexuality. And I'm like, you're a terrible human. Like, I know. Uh, I know. Poor Barb. Did you hear the breaking news that poor Ramona has Lyme disease? She was just diagnosed oh God, yeah. from her uh, from some time in the Hamptons. That's terrible. I did hear about that. Poor Ramona. I know. I mean, oh, God. You don't wish that on anyone, even Ramona, who we love. No, hate. We love to hate her. Okay, so let's go back. We'll put... Real Housewives of New York on the shelf right now. We are so excited, you guys. I'm so <laughs> excited. Soon. It is. It's coming soon. Oh, it is a different level than all these other ones. It just is. Okay, back yes. to New Jersey, though. Let's go back to the reunion. So post-Italy trip, everything post-season, on the couches with the terrible hair jewelry. Jennifer yeah. versus Margaret. We have the Melissa versus Jennifer thing at the beginning. Fine. Jennifer speaks the truth, although she does. she's an asshole while she says it. <laughs> Jennifer versus yeah. Margaret. Okay, the social media perceptions, like stay-at-home moms, it's like this big fight about, you know, basically it's a, it's a fight about the fact that Margaret can't stand Jennifer, you know, yeah. and Jennifer just wants to keep arguing. And I'm like, you know what? You just don't like her, and that's okay. Like, that's fine. I agree. I totally agree. It's That's really the basis. It's just very clear that they don't like each other. They never yeah. will. They see things very differently. Um, I think Jennifer was genuinely pretty rude about the whole Margaret and like saying, like, I don't know what kind of parent you were. And I know, I know Jen's doing the whole thing, which is like, well, I'm genuinely asking what kind of mother she was. And I don't blame Marge for snapping when she was like, I'm talking about what kind of mother I am. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it Did, was, yeah. I know. Did you see this? She gets under Marge's skin big time. She really does. She gets under everyone's skin. She knows how Ugh. to do it. She knows how to push their buttons. It's like she installed them. It's like she's their parent. I'm like, you piss them off as bad as a relative might. I mean, she really oh, yeah. knows how to do it well. It's kind of a talent. Also, did you see the self-satisfied look on Teresa's face when Jennifer was going after Melissa earlier? It's like Teresa well, had course. fed her all of that information, don't you think? Of course. And yeah. the fact that Andy's like, well, Teresa, what do you think about her saying that about your sister-in-law? Teresa's response, of course it was, was, well, I mean, Jennifer is allowed to have an opinion. Right. And if Melissa would say something like that, Teresa would be like, where's your loyalty? To your Where's your loyalty, bitch? Yeah, that's what she would do. Oh bitch, where's your loyalty, bitch? Whatever. So Danielle Staub is shown at the end of this reunion backstage, <laughs> like the crypt keeper, which that's Horrifying. what Jennifer called Bethany Frankel. No, no, no. We need to reserve that for Danielle Staub. Danielle she is Staub. backstage. Or Staub, as she calls herself. Staub. She has her little, you know, under eye mask on, and she is basically yelling at no one in particular, kind of a la Vicki Gunvalson last season reunion of OC. Like, I'm an original housewife. I need to be sitting next to Andy, and that's not a request. It's a demand. It's a demand. I am an original housewife. I'm Danielle Staub. Could you imagine? So, what's scarier? Is what's scarier to you, Danielle lurking in the background, terrorizing the producers to get uh, the seat right next to Andy? Or the season four reunion of Jersey, where Rosie is screaming at Teresa backstage, going, I'll cut her fucking tongue. And Teresa's like, who's yelling? Actually, what's scariest is Vicky at the OC reunion. I'm, I'm glad I'd have to go with Vicky because she was yelling at 22-year-olds, like, consistently throughout the entire reunion, through all the hallways of that yeah. stage. I mean, what a mess. Okay, speaking of Vicky... 
Let's talk for a moment about these wild rumors out there that Vicky and Tamara are still trying to make themselves happen. Well, Tamara posted an Instagram story of her and Vicky, and she's like, you thought we were gone. Tamara does that really weird thing, because Tamara's a very bad actress, so it's actually really fun watching Tamara do, like, SpawnCon and, like, watching her <laughs> promote things on Instagram, because she'll, like, do that, like, creepy smile that she does yes. and purse her lips, and she goes, you know what, I usually like to, I, I, when she did one for, like, Fiber One, okay, this is a Fiber One, this is Tamara's Fiber One ad. <laughs> Sometimes. Do you know what snack I like to eat? I like to eat Fiber One bars with Eddie. Do <laughs> you want to buy some? Wipe up here. <laughs> you want to buy some? <laughs> you want to buy some? Swipe up here. I don't believe in the keto diet. <laughs> she's so pathetic. So Whoa, she... you know what just got delivered to my house? That's Tamara. Like, she's just, she's awful at doing those, like, Instagram ads. She is. She on is. Instagram with Vicky, and she's like, pursing her lips and smiling and then there's vicky coming right out and she's like we're not we're back yeah and there there's these rumors out there that bravo is offering them some kind of show and i'm like that cannot be true Mm. i will tell you this rumor that i heard i have a couple rumors for you one of them is because i a lot of people were upset including myself that kate chastain was leaving below deck but there were rumors that kate has another thing in mind because apparently bravo came to her work her with a new show it's going to be, I don't know the details, so people, if you do listen and you know, please speak up, because I don't know the details. But I'm hearing that it's a game show type situation where Kate can be no. on there, either as like a panelist or like a judge no. or something like that. And I think that that's probably what Vicky was most likely offered. No, that that's is such guess. a bad, bad, terrible, awful idea. I mean, these women are not supposed to be hosting things and memorizing lines. As you, as you mentioned, you know, they can't even sell fiber one bars without embarrassing themselves. They are supposed to just be acting like idiots in a group and being filmed when they like forget they're being filmed. This is not a good idea. The only person I actually see do it. I agree. And I I don't know. And maybe I'm wrong, but like, that's my guess. Cause I don't think they're ever going to do another docu-series with Vicky alone again. I don't know why they would. So I can only picture her being on a a docu-series. Right. So I can only picture Vicky being on the show. To be on Bravo, I can only picture being on Vicky being on a show like that, like sort of like a panelist type thing. Um, I'm, same with Kate, I guess. I mean, I can see Kate. A lot of people want Kate to do Housewives. I'm fine with that. I think that'd be great if she could do Housewives in New York, but I think I, I, the only people, the only person that can really see doing really well in like a panelist type show like that is probably Nini. I can see her doing that too, but she's also done scripted things before. Again, I know. Crazy, so I, I have a hard time seeing that. Vicky. I know Vicky's been going out. So I, I didn't listen to Whoop It Up with Vicky, her new podcast. I, <laughs> I didn't have not listen listened to it either. Now. I think we should. We should maybe listen to one episode and do a recap. Of an episode I'll listen of to podcast. it. I did okay. read. I did read an article from like Reality Blurb about whoever wrote the article. Like, listened to the podcast, and oh, she God. did explain that like her frustration with. And she also did that interview with like Dave Quinn from People Magazine with like Post Housewives, and she was explaining that like she was upset because she was promised that she'd be on eighty percent of the reunion, which meant that she would somehow be featured in all three of these episodes. And she was more so concerned because she got paid per episode at that point as a friend of, and she was upset that she was waiting. Uh, from like 7 a.m. to like 1 p.m. before she was able to step out into the reunion set and then wasn't told until later by Andy that she would not be featured in like the final act of the reunion. 
And we, so she we basically knew all of that. I mean, she was yelling that the whole day. That's all she was. I know she, she actually did herself a surface as she knew she was by freaking out backstage the whole time, because as the reunion was being shown, so were clips of her being an absolute animal everywhere else. And so she did get featured right, heavily on the reunion being... because of that. <laughs> She's no dummy. She's she was, no dummy. No, she's no dummy. And she was smart to do it because she ended up getting featured in all three episodes, except episode one. Yeah. She was just backstage losing her mind and, like, screaming at a producer. But she said that, like, Tamara and I will be friends forever. Tamara and I will be lifelong friends. We're like Thelma and Louise. Like, we're going to be friends for the rest of our lives. And, you know, she's that girl. And she's oh basically explaining that the, quote, real friendships that she has from the show are really, like, Tamara and Shannon. And that she, like, she is still very close friends with those two and that they'll be friends for life. Well, good for the them. The Trace will d- never die. I do not want to see them on Bravo in any capacity, period. Okay, let's no. move on to Real Housewives of Atlanta. We have to talk just about a couple of things before I let you go. One of them is, what the fuck is wrong with Mark? Kenya's Mark. And were you as shooketh and uncomfortable watching these scenes play out? Have you watched the latest episodes? Of course I have. And okay. the new one's on tonight. They're yes, it is. So, degrees, thank God. The season's been five years long. I know. It is this so long. Is five years long. So I long. Okay, guys, episode. again, Brandon yeah. and I are talking about just listeners, just so you know, we're talking about the episode that ended with the announcement that comes on the Chiron, like afterward, after Kenya and Mark's event, Mark's event, really, where it says, the next day, Kenya and Mark announced, separately announced their separation. That's the last episode we've seen of Atlanta, even though the Grease one, part one, is airing this week. So that's what we're talking about. Okay, proceed. Yes, thank you. Thank you for prefacing that. And I will say that this episode gave me a thrill, not because I want to watch Kenya be, like, abused by Mark. It's just that's not what I'm interested in. The reason why I was so interested in the episodes because it really, I mean, I think when we have the cast together and it is sort of this, like, pressure cooker, this, like, one charity event, I thought it was interesting to watch. I thought that Kenya and Mark's relationship, I mean, it really does humanize Kenya, the storyline, and I really genuinely feel bad for her and her kid watching them, you know, watching her suffer like that because of Mark, because my feelings on Kenya, I mean, they're not a secret. I think Kenya is a pretty bad human being. I think she's a pretty evil human being. Yeah. But of course, I feel bad for her during those scenes where Mark is treating her so terribly and clearly and hates her. He does not like her as a person. Okay, thank you. I was saying this on the Jenny McCarthy show this week. I'm like... So we're all in agreement that he hates her. Like, he's not just not getting along with her or annoyed. Like, he openly loathes her. Yes, and the fact that Kenya was like, I just want things to be the way it used to be. So I think when Kenya was saying, like, I just want things to be the way they used to be. I'm like, Kenya, you got married. Like, you eloped. And you've only been married for, like, was it a couple years? Like, I kind of thought they were still in the honeymoon phase. Or at least kind of should be in the honeymoon phase. So, I mean, they got well, married fast. We're right. together for a few months. And you should be in the honeymoon phase, especially if you're not living together full-time. Because let me tell you what, not living together full-time keeps you, like, in that phase longer in a lot of ways. Although it does provide, it also is many obstacles, you know, in the path of something like that. But they are horrific together i mean she turned she really does turn into a different person which is scary when, when he's like yeah, ken, ken, women... and nini's like oh i like ken ken shuts the fuck up and he shuts her down she's scared around yeah. him in front of a group it is really kind of cringeworthy to watch i know and i think when i we, we joke about you know how ken acts versus kenya but the scary thing is it's like ken is an emotionally abused woman is who we're seeing like I, there's something very off about and it's very sad I, I 
I, I I will say I'm pretty good with knowing like the timeline of the show. I'm pretty good with knowing that like when things happen and and kind of where we're at. I was I did not realize until the until this end of the episode that this was the last time we we're going to see Mark and that they got they announced their divorce the next day. I was right. like, oh my other separation. I was shook up by that. I was like, oh my god, I like that's too. where we're at in the story now. I that's didn't realize that was, like, was going shit. on. I'm like, they're going to go to Greece and she's you know. like announced her divorce. This is crazy. I forgot about the timeline of it, and I'm usually much better with knowing. Yeah. But I always, I, I think the reason why I forget too is because Atlanta tends to be a very long season in the sense that they film. I think the Housewives show that films the longest. They film for, they started filming over the summer, and Greece happened. I want to say in October, something like that. Like they film for a very long time. Oh, their filming goes time. forever. I mean, holidays roll around. Everybody has a birthday party. Atlanta goes on for like three sixty five, or as Portia says, two sixty five. Yes. Oh, yeah, 265. Yeah, I feel like when they're off season's only a couple months, honestly. And Truly. it's funny because the only other housewife city that's doing that this year is seems to be Beverly Hills, which seems to be a never ending cycle of filming. And they don't, normally don't do that. But <laughs> this year so has been desperate. particularly interesting. They're so <laughs> desperate. They're like, we'll film all year long. They're like, we're, we're going to film right setting. into 2021, ladies. We just need more shit. Come oh, on. Come God. on now. Okay, what do Remind you think? Remind me, by the way, to talk about Beverly Hills at the end, by the way, because I have some news about that, too. Ooh, but with, okay. let's just say what made me laugh about Atlanta, which was Nini. Nini made me laugh so hard this episode when she literally said that new Nini was going to just change in the parking garage. That made me laugh so hard. I know. This is what always brings me back to Nini, and I get a lot, I get a lot of people being like, how could yeah. you? She is so fucking funny. When she's funny, she's the funniest, you know? And when she is terrible, she's, so she's the most terrible. So, I, you know, I agree. I agree. Nini's so quick. She's so quick. She's so quick. She's so smart and she's so funny and she's so broken inside, which is why she does many, many terrible things. She's about to spit in someone's face also, you know, coming up, which is not great. And probably why she hired that lawyer behind the scenes. Um, What do you think of Tanya standing up to Kenya this last episode and being like, yeah, I'll run it by my husband, but he really has no interest in coming to your event. And Kenya sort of being desperate for Tanya's husband to be there. I'll be frank. I think it was fucking fabulous. I, I love Tanya so much. And it, I came I around. I came around a little around. bit. I did because it's I was like, Tanya okay, time. good for her. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm glad you're in Tanya's world. Instagram at it's Tanya time. Love that. We're going to go to Canada. As Nini said, love, I love Tanya. She really is my, one of my favorites on that show. I think she's such, I mean, I'll say this again. I said this before. I think Marlo and, and Tanya are actually perfect friend doves because they bring such different energy. And Marlo is that messy friend of, we love her. We love what she brings. Tanya brings a different energy completely. And I absolutely love it. And who knew that she'd be the one going up against Kenya I know. and she's doing it fabulously. I think she's handling it perfectly. The fact that even she said in her interview, like, I didn't even ask him. I didn't even ask him if he wanted to come. I'm like, good for you. Good for her. Like, I think she's great. I think she's awesome. Yeah, I'm kind of getting it now. I wasn't getting it before. I was like, ah, she's just not, she's not strong enough to stand up to Kenya. And I didn't think she was. She did do that well. But the whole cookie lady thing, I was like, she should have been more, you know, angry about it. But I can, I can see now her tactic is truly to take the higher, classier road, but be tough about it. You know what I mean? Not like roll over. So I, I liked it. I liked how she stood up to him or, or to her. Okay. What is going on with Beverly Hills before we go? Tell me. So two things. One about Beverly Hills, and then we have to talk about Leanne getting fired. Just because I need to to go into that for a second. We didn't even mention it. Yes. So I didn't find out this news myself. It was actually Sarah Galley, who um, hosts Andy's Girl. She posted on her Instagram that someone um, 
sent this to her and I actually verified it on my own Bravo app that I have on my phone. If you guys have the Bravo app, check this out. Go on the page of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on the show app and it actually gives you the premiere date, which is April 15th. April 15th. So New York will be April 2nd, Beverly Hills, April 15th. Okay. Yep. 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 Okay. And I think that is, I think that is, so, okay, Roni's on a Thursday this year, which is an interesting time slot. Roni's on a Thursday this year. I want to say, yep, Thursday, and then Beverly Hills will be on Wednesday. Oh, weird. Yeah, weird, right? Because we have Atlanta. It's going to take a while to wrap up because they're not filming the reunion for a while. Um, we have Beverly Hills coming on a Wednesday. We have New York City on a Thursday. And then oh. Potomac has to be done coming soon because someone asked Andy this morning. So someone asked Andy on Twitter, is Beverly Hills trailer done? He said it is done. He doesn't know when it's coming out, but it's probably soon because it's actually completed. And Potomac, he said, I don't know when that's coming out yet. But we know that Potomac normally airs in May. I don't know if they're going to delay it this year because Beverly Hills has been delayed and they might just be pushing all their shows back an extra month or so to kind of keep up. But Potomac season's coming soon. And I say this every week on the podcast because, you know, I'm desperate for Potomac to come back. No, I know. I'm that desperate. Will be, that will be coming uh, on a Sunday night, though. That'll have to be – it'll probably follow Atlanta for a couple of weeks. It's going to replace then, Atlanta. And then replace Atlanta. But sometimes they put right. it on with Atlanta and it follows it. Sometimes they do. I think it's going to, I think what's going to happen is I, my guess is that Atlanta is going to end in end never. of April. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, never, it's, it's been going on forever. I'm going to guess May it's going to end I guess and then May. Potomac will roll into that. Yeah. But wow. Yeah. So Beverly Hills is soon. We are going to be living in really good times. Spring is here. You guys, I don't know what the weather is like in your area. And I know we've got like, you know, a pandemic outbreak scare going on. However, most of us here in Wisconsin today, it's 56 degrees, are getting out of the house practically wearing thongs. I mean, everyone yep. is outside with their white legs, <laughs> just shut, just blinding people. <laughs> I am so excited for these Housewives franchises to come back. Me Spring too. is feeling so hopeful to me. This has been a crazy ass winter. Okay, let's talk about another hopeful thing that's happening with Dallas because uh, oh. it has been all over the news and we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it. Leanne got fired. Leanne Locken so is gone. Fired. She got so fired. I mean, it so was a, fired. Oh, rough. It I mean, she got amazing. fired at that reunion, basically. But they let her, just like they let all the women, uh, make her own statement about like I'm stepping back. Blah 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 blah. She put out this oh, stupid yeah. statement. I was like, why even try? Why even do? Yeah, this? she was like, I'm leaving the Real Housewives of Dallas, and I'm going to go back, and I'm going to focus on what I started the show doing, the charity world. I'm like, all right, Leanne. Like, bye. Good, good riddance. So the door hit you on the way out. Bye. I'm so happy she's fired. Thank God. But I will say this, and I'm going to be honest about it. I really wish that Bravo came out and said she's fired. I, I think that it's nice that they're trying to give her like a you can leave. But like after what she did and her racism and her disgustingness, I think that Bravo should have actually taken a stand and gone at, even further and say publicly, Leanne will not be returning to the Real Housewives of Dallas due to her behavior. Like I really believe that. And I think it's just like that unspoken thing that we all know that she was fired and she can kind of run away with this, believing that she could like fooled yeah. anybody. But and I'm happy they did fire her. I'm very happy they fired her. I am because I think they needed to. I don't, I don't see a world where she could where she could have returned for the next season. I just don't see it. Um, I just, I you know, wish, I, I yeah. never I never will really believe that Bravo will stand on the right side of anything when it comes to letting someone go, because after seeing how they didn't come out and make a statement about Thomas Ravenel. I feel very strongly about how that all went down. I don't yeah. think they'll ever make a statement about anything. 
You know, like they even let they even let him leave gracefully. And I was like, what? What? I know. It's like, how could you? I know he was it's horrible. Come on now. That they weren't like publicly condemning this. It was so right. bad. I mean, he wasn't just saying things. He was doing on. things. You know, and they yep. they just will always be like, well, go ahead and make your statement. And he's still out there ragging on Bravo and talking about like he left the show because it was bad for his image and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, well, we just have to understand Bravo is never going to come out and make these statements. Apparently, they never will. Let's I'm going to say with Dallas for a second, the cast, based on my understanding, I know we talked a little bit about this, but apparently the returning cast or the new cast for season five is Stephanie mm-hmm. Brandy. Deandra, Cameron, Carrie Brittingham, and then two new women. So it's going to be seven women. That's what I'm hearing. So if one of them is we, two of them. We talked about the first one, you, Dr. Tiffany Moon. Yep. Um, she is an Asian doctor. So I'm kind of curious to know how it's going to work out because obviously with the controversy around what Brandy did and and doing an, um, an, an impersonation, a racist impersonation, a very racist impersonation of Asian people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to know if that's going to be addressed on the show. I, 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 I would assume that it would be. By the way, whether we had Dr. Tiffany Moon on the show or not, that's not really the point. It's more so now, especially knowing that she's going to be a cast member, or at least having an understanding that she's filming. I'm like, okay, I wonder how they're going to acknowledge that because... They should. I think they should absolutely I acknowledge. I mean, Brandy should. Brandy should absolutely say that it's it's wrong. And I actually think it'd be very strange if they didn't acknowledge it at all. I think that'd be kind of stupid, um, especially because I think a lot of people don't want Brandy back on the show. They'll after have, that. they'll have to address it. They have to. They have to. They have to. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. And that, by the way, I'm going to clarify that is not Dr. Tiffany Moon's responsibility to do that or to get that out of Brandy. Obviously, I'm just saying that it's interesting that we have an Asian right. cast member. I love that for diversity because right. we don't have. We have very few Asian housewives, so it's great right. that we have diversity. The other one, I'm forgetting her name, is like um, a white model. I don't remember her name. She's a beautiful woman. I think her name is maybe Jennifer. I don't know. It's something. She's friends with, she's friends with Cameron. Well, there's going to be no Leanne, so it's going to be a different kind of season. You know, I can picture very Leanne different. busting in, kind of like pulling a Danielle Staub. She's got that same energy, like busting into parties and just like lurking in the background. I know, but my question is, so is she ever, like, worked her way back onto the show? Even as, like, a friend of I'm like, who would bring her back in? Because who's really friends with her? So I think, because right. Deandra's not, I guess maybe Cameron, but after what happened, we're, like, courts, like, you can't hang out with a racist. It's like, no, yeah, and I we know how, Cameron's husband had some strong opinions about that, as should, you know, they all. He was like, you can't be associated with that, period. Oh, no, absolutely you know? not. Yeah. I'm, yep, I, I agree. It'll be a very different season with that, Um... I know Andy already said publicly that he wishes that his last kind of time with Leanne didn't go down the way it did. He wishes that, like, he kind of acknowledged that without, he, I think he even said without Leanne, like, Dallas would have not, wouldn't have continued, which is a big thing to say. Yeah, that's big. A big it's thing big to, to say, be like, but... for this one cast member, like, this one cast member is like the reason why the show exists. Interesting that he said it. Um, I know that Carrie said on Instagram Live when she was like, someone wrote, like, oh, Carrie Duber, I mean. Carrie Duber on Instagram Live, someone wrote like, oh, Leanne, like, not in Dallas. And she goes, yep, Leanne was fired like me. I know, she did say that. And then she goes, oops. Oops. (laughs) She's like doing her makeup. I loved that. Oh, I love when they spill the tea. It's so great. You guys, okay, this is all the gossip we can handle for today. But as you know, we are so excited that our other beloved housewives are coming back to us. And we'll continue covering what we can every other week or so uh, until then. When New York comes back on and Beverly Hills, I mean, we might have to up our recap in a little bit. And we'll see. 
um, because I'm just so, I'm so excited. I think it's going to be an amazing season of both of, I don't, not amazing for Beverly Hills, amazing for New York. However, when both of them are on together, I love that mix. I love the mix of those two. It's magic. It is. It really is. Oh yeah. It'll be great. I'm excited. Oh, okay. Where can people find you, Brandon? You can find me on Instagram at the Brandon Alvarado and then on Twitter at B Alvarado, and I'm also on your Facebook group. Yay! P- you, yep, join the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group, you guys. If you haven't yet, we do live threads for all of the shows going on all week. Uh, 90 days, a big one, but we do the Housewives 2 below deck sailing yacht. You know, people are just watching all kinds of different things. And so even if I don't cover it, how is that? The Facebook group is covering it. I have not watched it yet. Uh-huh. I have like seven on my DVR, however many have come out so far, and I'm just going to binge them all at once at some point. So I haven't been following up with it. I have so much other stuff on my roster. It's like so difficult to watch everything I want to, you know, but I'm stacking them up to watch as well. I'm going to watch. I promise. Um, you can head over to patreon.com slash pink shade to support this podcast and to get bonus episodes. I do about three a month and I do all different kinds of things over there. I mean, I talk about nail polish buys and I interview listeners about their private lives and I do recaps of documentaries. I talk about cults. It's just all over the place, and it's what I love to do. You can go, of course, to the other Patreon if you just want straight-up recaps, bonus recaps with Mary Payne and I every single week. That's patreon.com slash heybunky. We are covering Life After Lockup and Vanderpump Rules now, and we are deciding what new show to add to the mix in the next couple of weeks. It's got to be a shit show. It's got to be a mess. Those are the only requirements. So we're, we're, we're thinking right now of what that can be. Um, you can follow me at Erin Leah Martin on Twitter and Instagram too. And thank you guys for leaving a five-star rating a review and just pressing those five stars. It really helps me out and gets the word out there. If you're enjoying this from week to week, the world is crazy and we just need to talk about silly things sometime to get through it. You know, it helps me, Brandon, you know, we were talking about serious things helps before me. we started recording and now I feel better because we've discussed, uh, things like Ramona and Leah Locken and, and hair pulls. It helps me. I feel so much better now. Yes, it helps me too. I do too. Okay. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Brandon. 